if you ha- have a Bible, do you want to flick to uh, Matthew 28? I'm just going to move that around there. Um, we're going to be right at the end of Matthew. So if you've got to Mark, you've gone too far. If you've got to Revelation, you've gone too far. Um, if you've gone to Genesis, yep, gone too near. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be in Matthew 28. Uh, right at the end, we're going to be in verse 16. We'll come to that in a minute, um, in a second. I just want to echo Simon's welcome. If you are, if it's your first time at Grace Church, you are new, you are so welcome. If you are old, no, no, not like grey-haired, that means you've been coming to Grace Church for a while. Um, you are also obviously very, very welcome. Um, we are coming to the end of our current preaching series, we've done three weeks um, on our new vision. So if you've been coming the last three weeks, you obviously know the vision of Grace Church, the new vision of Grace Church, and you can just reel it off like that straight away, can't you? Wonderful. So I'm not going to repeat it, no? No. Um, So the vision of Grace Church is to grow a healthy church that enjoys the grace of God and declares and demonstrates that grace to the communities that we live. And um, if if it is your first time, you have come on a really good Sunday. You're, You're hearing... Um, what, what it is that we are all about. So that's the whole vision. And, and so far we've preached through this vision. The first week Joe gave a, a real overview of the whole thing. Uh, and last week we, we focused on healthy church. What, is, what does that mean about being family? We said it was about keeping the main things, the main things, and, and loving God's word and submitting to God's word. That's, that's what we want to be as a church, a healthy church. And we also spoke about enjoying the grace of God. And this is quite important, the whole idea of enjoying the grace of God. What that means um, is that, our, that it's our purpose, it's our joy, and it's for God's glory. And, and just have that understanding of enjoying the grace of God um, as we go through the morning will be, will be helpful. It's important we have that understanding in our mind as we, we look at the next bit of what we're, we're talking about, which is declaring and demonstrating that grace to the communities we live in. So that's what we're going to be looking at a little bit today. And if you're in your Bible, you can see where I've gone to is the Great Commission. There's no greater moment in the Bible where God is, is pointing people to, to declare and to demonstrate God's grace. So we'll be in there in a minute. But I've got a question to start off with. Um, how do you feel about sharing and shouting about your, your faith? How do you feel about sharing and shouting about the grace of God to people. Some of you, like right now, your heart's like, this is just not my forte. This is not what I like to do. Um, and you've got some people who are like, this is my bread and butter. This is, I love it. can't get enough of it. And, um, and I, I just want to, can I be honest for a moment? This is not my forte. This is not my strength. Okay, I, I, I come at it with, oh, this isn't my gifting. This isn't, this isn't what God's gifted me in. And I get the whole tongue-tied thing when someone starts to talk to me about, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be too Christian about talking about what I do. So what language do I use? Do I call pastor? Do I call it an elder? Do I, and, or, and I just get overthink it or I start to begin to overthink it. And then, and then obviously, like we all do, we just compare we compare to other people. We, we, we compare to Simo. We go, oh, he, he got like, a whole table on Alpha. Like, what, what am I? I'm rubbish at this. 
and uh, I don't even have that many friends. Um, and, uh, and it's like I'm, I'm struggling to talk to my barber about what I do. And, and we, we instantly compare. So I'm, I'm, why am I telling you all this? Well, um, to show you that we all struggle in this area. It is, it's an area that everybody will struggle in, even... I don't know where he's gone. I think he's gone to the toilet. But Simo would, would agree, yeah? It, isn't, it doesn't just happen, okay? I was listening the other day to um, a guy called Francis Chan, a preacher, and uh, Francis Chan went to Hong Kong to plant churches recently, and they kicked him out because he was sharing the gospel. And he said, uh, someone was interviewing him, and they asked him, what's the most courageous and brave thing you've ever done? And he said... Um, that every time he speaks to somebody he doesn't know about Jesus. Like, this is, it's normal for us to, to feel this way. The truth is so many of us restrict ourselves from sharing and modeling God's grace because of fear. We, we fear the reaction of people, don't we? We fear what, what they'll think, but we also fear God. We, we fear we won't fulfill... Um, his, his Christian job description, if you will. We think, oh, there's a, there's, there's a job description that God's created, and I'm, I, I'm not very good at, at fulfilling that. So what we do in our mind is we create this, this Christian CV. We create it. We think, oh, if I, I, I make a list of all the things that I'm good at so I can, I can tick off, the, I can tick the job off. Yeah, um, yeah I've shared my faith. I, I can tick that one off, or... or, I'm, or I have a reason for why I've not ticked it off. I, I think I haven't shared the gospel, um, um, so I, I just share. So the, the reason that for why we haven't shared the gospel with people is we just create this idea of legalism with, this, with the Christian CV and it results in us fearing people. I want you to know, before anything, that there is no Christian CV. All right, that's, that's not a thing. There's no Christian CV that you need to declare God's grace. There's no Christian CV that you need to demonstrate God's grace because demonstrating and declaring the grace of God is an overflow of his grace. And that's and, uh, and how amazing we, we find it. But we do. We, we approach declaring and demonstrating with, it, with CV answers, because, we, we, uh, because of the fear we bring to the table, as if we've got to answer like the Christian job description. So I did it earlier. Oh, it's not my gifting. Um, I'm, I'm better at... What, where, and then we fill in the blank. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not confident at, at talking to people. I'm not confident at talking to new people. No one is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I might, say, I might say the wrong thing, or I might say it wrong. Another one, I'm, I'm a new Christian. I've only, I've only done this. I've only been a Christian for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. I just need, need to build up my work experience in this area. I need to get a bit more work experience. And all of these, all these things that we come up with, they are untrue. They are unbiblical yeah, there is no Christian CV. God is not going to ask you for a CV to determine whether you would be good at declaring and demonstrating his grace. Let me explain. Let's look at 
Look at, let's look at what the Bible says. Yeah, that's what, like last week we said we want to be a healthy church rooted in the Bible. What does the, what does the Bible say about declaring and demonstrating? Let's look at Jesus' call here. So this is, this is the risen Jesus, okay, talking. This is, this is the risen Jesus talking to his disciples. He's, he's born in a manger, lived his life, died on a cross. They've seen all of this happen. And then three days later, he's alive again. They've, they've met with the risen Jesus. And yet he's still commissioning them. Go and tell people. It's like, have you not got this? How could you? Like, you've seen all of this stuff. How can you not? Be wanting to tell people about it. See what Jesus says. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Me, that's you, that's all of us, not just the 12 disciples, it's all of us. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Such an encouraging verse. If you're somebody who comes at thinking about declaring and demonstrating the grace of God with, a, with, with a, having a CV in your mind. This is so releasing. And first read, it might not seem it, but hopefully through the morning you'll, you'll get to see how this is a releasing passage for us as a church and as individuals in demonstrating the, the grace of God. So we see from this passage the great commission that Jesus doesn't give us his grace just to hold inside ourselves and, and to give us a good feeling. It's also not a job that you've signed up to. So if you're a Christian this morning, you've not just signed up to a job, oh, I've got to go and tell people about Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus' call in Matthew here is joyful obedience. That's the call. That's the commissioning that he is calling a Christian into. Jesus Jesus' commissioning message in Matthew 28 is to declare and demonstrate the grace of God because we know Jesus, because we, we love Jesus, because we love his grace, because we enjoy his grace, because we love other people. So what we do is we declare and we demonstrate it to whoever's going to listen, whoever's going to receive it. If you, are you someone who has received and knows the grace of God, then actually you, you are just what is needed to declare and demonstrate the, the grace of God because grace produces grace, produces grace, produces grace. So before we look a bit more at obedience, um, which we'll do in a minute, it's worth clarifying, what do I, what do I mean? What would it what do we mean in our vision statement as well? By declaring and demonstrating the grace of God. Like, how are they different? How are they different to one another? Surely they're, they're the same thing. Well, demonstrating is modeling to people the gospel, through, mainly through social justice. Yeah, it's the Doing Justice series. If you've not heard the Doing Justice series that we did um, uh, before the summer, I just recommend go back and listen to that. 
Let it just get into your soul. Let it stir your soul to, to let your heart break for what God's heart breaks for. That's what, that's what demonstrating is all about. It is, it is modeling to people the gospel through social justice. It comes out of God's call to his people in Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, human beings, me and you, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Demonstrating is showing the overwhelming grace of God that we have received. I have been shown so much grace, I just want to show it to people. You know, in, it's often through deed, in what we do, what we've done previously and what we, we, we want to do in the future is caring for the poor. It's the cap life skills stuff. It's the cap money stuff. It's fighting for injustice on a local level, on a national level. It's, it's adoption and fostering that we, we do as a church. It's food bank and, and much, much more. That's what we want to be as a church, a church which demonstrates, which shows the overwhelming grace of God that we have received. So what's declaring? Declaring is telling people the gospel. This is, so if, if um, demonstrating is deed, then this would be word. Yeah? Telling people about God's grace in our lives. Telling people that sin is a big deal. That hell is real. That God has saved them. And for people to just come and see. Come and see what God is like. It's the verse we just read in Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. If demonstrating is showing the overwhelming grace that we have received, declaring is shouting about the overwhelming grace of God that we have received. Then on, on the surface, these two approaches, they can, they can seem to contrast quite a lot but it's actually that they are complementary of each other. You can't, you can't have one without the other. Our only approach uh, and our only appropriate response is, to, in, is uh, to enjoying God's grace, is to shout about it and show it, particularly to the vulnerable, um, in, the, in, in, in any way we can. We give bread to those in need, and even as we do that, we are always and also giving them the bread of life. God is our model. God is our moral model. Jesus is our role model. We see throughout Scripture that God has demonstrated grace to us and uh, through his word and through his, his actions. Declaring and demonstrating is obediently following his example. But there are dangers we need to, to be aware of along the way. So what we, can, what we can do is we can become focused on one and we can miss out on, uh, on the other. So this diagram here um, will, will, is, is an example. So we can focus on declare and then we can, get, we can ignore the other two. But what happens if we just focus on declare instead of uh, all three is that we become actionless. So it declares swamps the other two. That's, that would be the only thing that we're focused on. It will swamp the other two, 
And so what we're doing is we're telling people about the amazing grace of God that he has given us. But what we end up doing is failing to show it to people. If we just focus on one of them, we become actionless. So why does that matter? Well, it matters because the danger with that is that the fullness of God's grace, the fullness of his gospel is not seen. It's not, it's not known and, and it isn't fully in sight. We talk about God and grace, but we don't show it. We don't show that God cares for broken people and the poor and the needy. So it's important that we, we remain humble and we, and we um, are just full of action as well. But there's also a danger if we go the other way and we're all about demonstrating and, and we don't have grace and, and um, declaring alongside it. So if, if, dem, if demonstrating becomes the thing that swamps it, we become legalistic we become run down and it's all about us and what we can do. And that actually we don't let God to do much of the work. We end up reading the Micah 6-8 passage, what does the Lord require of you? And we, and we read it with resentment. We're like, oh, I've, got, no, I've just got to try harder. I've, got, I've just got to do it again. I've got to go again. It makes us believe that we've just got to run ourselves into the ground because I am the one who's going to save someone. I'm going to, we're the ones. If I give, if I give the food, uh, if I give just the bread, oh, they'll, they'll get the bread of life. I've just got to give them the bread. I've just got to do it. I've just got to serve those people. We are the ones that are, are trying to do the saving. And all of us, uh, and it's all on us, to, to get people to the point of salvation. It's all about us trying to get them to cross the line of, the fa- of faith. That's why it's a, it's a both-and approach. That's why both these words are in, our, in the Grace Church vision statement, that why, why we, we de- declare and we demonstrate. It's a both-and approach because it keeps grace in its rightful place. Grace is at the top. Grace is the thing that, that stirs us. Shouting and, and showing God's grace is the response to his grace. If we just show or if we just shout, if we just declare or we just demonstrate, we become a church which is full of people who've just got it together. We just, we just make this show of, oh, we're, we're a church, who've just, we've just got everything together, we're fine. That's not what God calls us to. He calls us to bring our mess. He calls us to be, be messy will be a church which is full of people doing jobs out of duty rather than joy. We become, ultimately we become hypocrites. We talk about grace, but we don't show it to the community that we, we live in. But ultimately, if, if, if we're not this, if we're not balanced in what we're doing, if we're not declaring and demonstrating, people's attention is not on Jesus. People's attention will not be on the one who can save them, on his grace. So how does, how does declaring and demonstrating look in Grace Church? How do we want... So this is, this is something that we're looking to, something we're looking for, and we're always aspiring to, and, and it will shift, and it will move, and it will change, like we said last week. But, but, it, but what does it look like at the moment? And one way is by being multi-site. 
We are declaring and demonstrating the grace to the communities we live in. If you were at Vision Focus a few weeks ago, um, you would have seen Joe talking through our, our previous visions and show that multi-site, before multi-site was a thing, it even existed, yeah, it was in the Grace Church DNA. It was part of who, who Grace Church was and, and, and what we do. But why multi-site though? Why not, why not just one big, massive church in Chichester or in Bognor or, or wherever? Why, why are we a multi-site church? We believe as, as we declare and we demonstrate grace to the community live, that we live in, Bognor Regis, for us here, is that we will, will, it will be blessed. The place where we live will be blessed. By being a multi-site church, we are fulfilling the call of God on some level from Jeremiah 29.7. It says in Jeremiah 29.7, Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. God has carried us into exile to here in Bognor. Isn't that a good place? It's a great place to be in exile. The sun, the beach, praise God. It's a bit easier than, than Babylon where they were. Um, but we seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you will prosper. We can, we can serve Bogner people better by being Bogner sight. We can reach Bogner people better by being in Bogner rather than being one big thing in, in Chichester, for example. It's an important point because being a multi-site church means that we can declare and demonstrate God's grace to multiple communities more meaningfully by being regularly visible and regularly active. Yeah, we can reach multi multiple communities more meaningfully by being regularly <laughs> visible and regularly active. Multi-site, um, so multi-site has got its, it's got its benefits, but it's also got its weaknesses. Let's let's be real. But the reason we do it, we can't, we can't leave, we can't forget why are we doing this? Why do we do this? And we do it for the sake of our communities. It's for the people um, who, are, who are lost to enable us to declare and demonstrate God's grace to Bogner people the Bogner way, to Haven't people the Haven't way, and to, to, to Chichester people the Chichester way. We can declare and demonstrate by being multi-site, but we can also do it by being Bogner. So being particularly Bogner. Yeah. So some, I just want to share with you some moments that coming up that we have planned to help Bogner people declare and demonstrate. So uh, on the short term, we've got some Christmas outreach moments coming up. We've got, um, we're going to demonstrate God's grace by, by um, doing our food bank boxes. We've done them previously, and we don't get anything out of that. Just to clarify, this isn't us to get anything out of it. This is just to serve people, to love people, and to, to, to help them at a time when they, need, um, when they need food. And we're just helping the poor in that moment. 
but we're also having moments where we're going to declare at Christmas as well. We've got the 10th and the 11th, so on the 10th we're going to go out into Bognor town or by the seafront, or if you've got an idea, come and talk to me, it'd be great. Um, but we've got something planned for, for the 10th um, to invite people to come along and hear the gospel being preached on the 11th of December, where we're going to have Christmas trees and fancy lights and everything like that. But um, we want the gospel to be shared at, at Christmas so we can tell them as well. So that's a short-term thing, but, but long-term, what, what, what are we looking for as, as Bogner in, in the long-term? And, and to be honest, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that. And I'm constantly asking myself, what does, what does declaring look like for us as a site moving forward? What does declaring look like for us as Bogner site? What missional events, what outreach is there? How does Alpha look in, in Bogner? And, 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 I, and, I, and honestly, I don't know the answer yet. And the same with demonstrating. What does demonstrating look like for, for Bogner? Do, do we make better links with food bank? Do we get life skills up and running again? What, what is it that we do in the long term? And, and again, I don't have an answer. But I just want to share my heart with you um, for a moment. If, if our vision is to declare and demonstrate the grace of God to the communities we live in. I, I believe we need a place of residence as a, as a site. I believe we, we need a building in, in Bognor. That's my prayer. I was praying this morning um, for that very, that very thing. And th- there's a lot of logistical things, finances as one of them. <laughs> like, there is no finance available to go and do that for us at the moment. So let's not miss the fact we need finances to do that, and we're not in the position to buy anything. But I just feel that there is something that God wants to do where we can have a place of residence where declaring and demonstrating the grace of God comes out of and blesses the Bogner community. That is this hub where we go out um, and do that. And so my, my ask of you is to pray with me. Pray in your own time. Pray for, for a building. Pray for um, resources to, to, to become available where we can be a hub that can serve and bless the community we live. My, my prayer for you is that you will come along and you will get excited about mission in Bognor, that you will say, yeah, actually, i just got a real heart for life skills and I want to go and do this or uh, come and speak to me. Let's, let's do this together. This isn't just me coming up with something. This is us together going on mission and serving, serving the community that we are in. But the final question I, w- I want us to think about before we, before we give in a moment is why. Why do we want to declare and demonstrate God's grace? And I touched on this earlier, but I just really want to dig down just a little bit further. The simple answer is joyful obedience. Why do we declare and demonstrate the grace of God? It's just simple, (laughs) obedient response to the grace of God. We declare the grace of God out of obedience to his word, what it's saying here in Matthew 28, uh, and a response to his grace. It is an outward response to God himself, just saying, God, I thank you so much for your grace. I just want to 
serve people or tell people about this grace. Andrew Wilson writes, God doesn't need your service, but your neighbor does. God doesn't need your money, but your church does. God doesn't need your praises, but your soul does. Come, pour yourself out for the one who needs nothing. So we come to give in a minute as we declare the grace of God in Bogner and we demonstrate the grace of God in Bogner going forward. God, God doesn't need it. Yeah, he, doesn't, he needs nothing, but it's our obedience to his word and his grace, which is why we declare and demonstrate. We come, pour yourself out on the one who needs nothing. But what we do is so often we talk ourselves out of obedience. So often we don't pour ourselves out in obedience to God. We, we, we do the opposite. We talk ourselves out of it. I, I count myself out. I can't, I, like, I can't count the amount of times that I've, I've talked myself out of taking a step of faith. Yeah, and, and, and I just, well, I, I'm going to talk to someone, I'm like, nah, leg it the other way. Yeah, we, we, we do that. We talk ourselves out of it. And um, what's annoying is that there's nowhere in Scripture where that is, actually happens, that, that they, they have to talk themselves out. Of it, like God doesn't commend that. God commends faith. He commends faith, and we we just talk ourselves out by saying, "No, I don't think that is God talking." Actually, I don't think God is is saying that to me. Can't, God can't be telling me to, I don't know, simple one. Uh, God can't be telling me to to give my pound for that trolley to somebody. Simple one. That can't be God telling me to start a conversation with this person and just get to know them on the train. I don't know. It can't be God telling me to offer prayer to a colleague. There'll be people here and you, you just sometimes, you just have these crazy moments where you, where you think about stepping out in faith in a way that some other people are like, whoa, I would never want to do that. And you just and what you do is you talk yourself out of it. That doesn't happen in scripture. Your response today from declare and demonstrate on a personal level, it might be really simple. Yeah, it might be that you just say hello to your neighbor. Yeah, it might be that you're just really nice to your neighbor. Simple as that. Asking them, Oh, how are you? How is your day? How's how's life going? Just just demonstrating the grace of God. In, in a really simple way. For others, it might be a bit more complicated and a bit more off the wall. It might be a bit, a, bit more, a bit different. You might just start to strike up conversations on the train with people you don't know and just get to know them. It, it might be that you just offer to pray for that person who really doesn't like all the God stuff. And then you just start a conversation with them. It might be financially giving with, with just figures that are, have been in your head and you're like, I just want to give this to something or to someone. It might, be, it might be something totally off the wall like adoption that you're just like, whoa. And, and I just think all these moments of declaring and demonstrating that God is calling us into is, is obedience and, and, and we miss them. And it, and it might be something 
has just popped into your head while I'm talking that you're like, there's a step of faith. You, you just recall this step of faith that you want to have or you're, you're wanting to, to do and you're, and you're now instantly, right now, you're talking yourself out. No, that wasn't, that wasn't God. That wasn't. Why, why not talk yourself into it? Unless God's saying, no, don't do that. That's a really stupid idea. Don't do that. There you go. Something, ooh, are we right? something, something like that. Um, yeah, well, where it's just like God saying, no, that's not biblical. Why would you do that? Yeah, why don't we talk ourselves into it? Talk yourself into those moments. But obedience can feel impossible, which is why we talk ourselves out of it. I want to look at, in Matthew 28, it sounds like an impossible task. It says, it says in um, verse, uh, verse 19, therefore go and make disciples. I'm, I'm supposed to make disciples. What? That's impossible. Like I've just, I've just said a minute ago, no, 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 it's not me that helps someone cross the line of faith. It's not my doing. How, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah, it, it can, obedience can feel impossible. I can't make somebody a disciple, but we've got to remember what the core of the Great Commission is. Yeah, Jesus' call is, is obedience. His call is to obedience to him and enjoying his grace. We do it with him. And with that in our minds, we're making, disciple, making disciples. That whole concept turns from impossible to possible because it is Jesus' authority. Look at the verse before. All authority, this is Jesus speaking, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. It, yeah, we, we go because of him. We can make disciples because of him, through him, out of him. And at the beginning, I asked the question, how do you feel about declaring and demonstrating God's grace and I mentioned uh, the idea that we, we have in our head, this I- idea of a Christian CV, and there isn't one. Why is that? It's because we're not sharing grace with people in our own power, in our own strength. We're not demonstrating grace to people in our own abilities. It is Christ's credentials. It's not our own. My, my ability to show and shout Christ is isn't on my CV. He is on my CV. He is the one on my CV. Bear with me a moment, right? This is a bit of acting from me. I'm apologise in advance. Right? If there was a CV that was in front of somebody, just imagine an angel probably, I don't know, who would interview you about your Christian credentials. And, they, and, and so like they, they have your, your, your CV in front of them. And what would the, the responses be? So, what can, uh, what can you bring to the role of, of Christian? What can you bring to the role of declaring and, and, and as a demonstrator? Well, I'm really sorry, but if you could just... Right, just on that footnote, that footnote at the bottom there, just, just on grace, can you, can you just read that? Oh, yeah, I bring, I bring nothing to the role. I bring, I bring nothing but his grace. I'm just, just checking, is that, is that okay? Is that all right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's absolutely fine. I missed the footnote. I'm very sorry. And then it might, they might ask the question, like, 
what makes you the right person for the role? What makes you the right person to declare and demonstrate the grace of God? Well, I don't know. Did you, did you, get, did you get the phone call? My, my friend Paul, he was, a, he was an apostle. I don't, I don't know if you heard him. Um, he, he should have called you. Did he, did he not? Oh, yeah, he wrote me a letter. He wrote me a letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah did you read it? Yeah, yeah. He said, you are not your own. You, you were bought at a price. I want you to see that that's the beauty of why we declare and demonstrate. Yeah, this is the beauty of the grace that we declare and demonstrate, that we are not our own. We are bought at a price. We're not our own. It leads us to obey Jesus yeah, with everything I've got that I am his and, and he is mine, and it releases us. It's a releasing, beautiful statement, and it allows me to sacrifice all I am and everything I have for Christ. And I was, I was bought at a price. I, it just reminds me, if I have that in my head, when I'm declaring and demonstrating that I'm not my own, I was bought at a price, it reminds me of his beautiful gospel that I am actually declaring and demonstrating. Christ's work for me that I want to shout about unto the people of Bogner. You are not your own. You are bought at a price. What a beautiful message that we declare. That is the grace that we declare. That's why we declare and demonstrate the grace of God. So I want us to come now to, to respond to his grace, to revel in the beauty that we are not our own, that we are all were bought at a price and how stunning release, stunningly releasing that is for us. That is the response to have in our mind. As we come to a gift day, does the band want to come up? That'd be great. As we come to a, as a, to a gift day, I want you to remember what I mentioned earlier. God doesn't need your service. Your neighbor does. God doesn't need your money. Your church does. God doesn't need your praises. Your soul does. Pour yourself out for the one who needs Nothing. This is the beautiful message of the gospel. We want to declare and demonstrate to this world. That is what we are giving to this morning. Come, pour yourself out on the one who needs nothing. So the, the past three weeks, we, we've shared this, this vision over the past three weeks. And this is what we've been giving into. And this is, today is, is, is a gift day that we're giving into this vision. We're giving into what God has called us as a church to do. It's the second of, of two gift days. And if you are new, this is, this is not the norm, just to clarify. Yeah, this giving moment, is, it's different to a, a normal, regular, our regular giving. It's a, it's a moment that goes above and beyond that moment. And so if you are a visitor... I just want to say that this, this may be a new concept or it might be something that you, you're used to, I don't know, but there is never and will never be a compulsion to give at Grace Church. But at the same time, this might be a chance for you to step out in faith in a way that you have, have never done before or haven't understood. If it's something new to you, come and chat. I'd love to talk to you about why, why biblically we, we believe this. And uh, last week... I mentioned the these slips, these slips as a way of as a way of giving, and some of you I know have have taken it away, and you've just been praying and seeking God in that, and so this is your opportunity to give this morning. Some of you might not have been here last week, and so again, 
It's your opportunity to, to give. But as a church, we're, we're going for £75,000, which is a heck of a lot of money. And after the first gift day, we're, we're a long way off that point. We were a long way short of, of, of that point. However, we are in faith that God will meet our needs. And so that's not me coercing or manipulating you in that. All right? I want to share the reality, but at the same time, I want to, to share faith. What is God and what God, we believe God's speaking into. And so my prayer for you this morning is that you, you might take this chance to step out in faith and to stand on God's promises for the first time or maybe in a new way. And, and you're coming this morning stirred to give, not by anything else, but by God and his, his grace, that you will give cheerfully, stirred not by hype or guilt, but by God working in and on your heart said a few times, but I, I just feel it's a really helpful um, little, little phrase and a, and a real heart behind how we give this morning and why we give. God doesn't need your service, your neighbor does. That's why we declare and we, and we demonstrate. Yeah, God doesn't need your money, your church does, that's why we give. God doesn't need your praises, but your soul does. That's why we're going to sing and we sang this morning. I pray that your heart response this morning, however that looks and pans out, is that you come and pour yourself out on the one who needs nothing. That's our joyful, obedient response to his grace as, as you give. Pour yourself onto him.